Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, about 15 minutes from the Eiffel Tower and just three hours from most European capitals. Paris, Expo, Porte de Versailles. This year, the home of Santé Expo and the leading event of the French Hospital Federation, and they've been doing it since 1966. We don't have anything like it. Probably the nearest comparable is Medica in Dusseldorf, which is actually bigger in terms of kit and caboodle, but without the presentation content in Paris. He's part of one of the sessions. The right, and I'm quoting now, the rise in violent incidents at hospitals and doctors' offices has led clinicians to be on the constant lookout for ways to keep themselves safe while caring for patients. Over 50 hospital workers attended a session by psychologist Eve Pfeiffer, Director of Clinical Practice and Development at the Crisis Prevention Institute, a provider of evidence-based de-escalation and crisis prevention training. The numbers are pretty horrible. Since 2005, the French Ministry of Health's National Observatory on Violence in the Healthcare Sector has collected voluntary reports of attacks against people and property at hospitals and doctors' offices. In 2021, there were over 19,000 reports of nearly 37,500 incidents or acts of varying severity. Pfeiffer's central theme was let's all be kind. Behaviour influences behaviour. He tells us there's no switch we can flip to stop one, stop someone from being aggressive. The one thing we can do is have control over our own behaviour. We can use it to calm the person in front of us. Good advice, I'm sure, but hard to remember when you're dealing with a six-foot drunken thug on a Saturday night with an A&E boiling up with people hacked off with waiting. It's a global problem. The World Health Organization report up to 38% of health workers suffer physical violence at some point in their career. And violence in the health sector may constitute almost a quarter of all violence at work. Their guidance is a bit pedestrian, I linked to it this morning, but it covers the bases and it's worth a look. Frustration and anger arising out of illness and pain, psychiatric disorders, alcohol and substance abuse can affect behaviour and make people verbally or physically violent. The incidence of violence faced by workers in contact with people in distress is so common that it's often considered par for the course. Waiting seems to be a trigger, waiting for an ambulance, waiting for an appointment or for A&E assessment and the perception someone has jumped the queue. The situation in England is very well upsummed in an excellent article in this month's Nursing Standard. It's the house magazine of the RCN and can't be read without a subscription. Erin Dean is the journalist. She tells us NHSE recorded more than 35,000 cases, 35,000 cases of rape, sexual assault, harassment, stalking and abusive remarks between uh, 2017 and 2022. What's that? Five years. I make that 135 a week, about 20 a day. The police recorded nearly 12,000 alleged sexual crimes on NHS premises in the same five years. And Unison say assaults against NHS staff are rising with about 75,000 people each year experiencing physical violence and aggression from patients, relatives or the public. 
Now, apart from cutting waiting, making waiting environments more pleasant and teaching staff how to diffuse aggro, there's not much in the way of if you were a partner or mum or dad, you'd be happy for your other half or son or daughter to work in an NHS hotspot. Earlier this year, Bully Boy announced he was going to root out this vile behaviour, as he said. But as far as I can see, there's not been much rooting. There are a couple of things we can do right now, immediately, today. Erin tells us NHSE have been piloting nurses' use of body-worn cameras. The RCN issued a long blah-blah statement and told us what we know. Cameras worn by police have stopped vexatious complaints and reduced violence and guess what? It stopped it for the nurses and paramedics too. 96% of nurses support and are happy to use body cams. Now, look, I don't have enough word space to go into the ethical issues of data protection and confidentiality and all that, but take my word for it, they've got it covered. There are two things to do today. One, lift the paywall on Erin Dean's excellent article, All Trust Leaders Should Read It, Nurse Directors Can Fix That, and number two, NHS England should buy a truckload of body cams. How difficult is that? Thanks for listening, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.